Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. I'm Jason Oletsky. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Yeah, if you guys want to find find us on the internet, our website, and all of our social media handles is, uh, are trustthejourney.today. Right on, family. All right. Let's do this. Here we go. All right, so today, guys, we're doing a, you know kind of an open jam session. We haven't caught up in a while. We just kind of want to go in open and see what comes out of it catch you guys up, the fam, on what we've been doing and what we're working on, what we're getting, and see what gems come from that kind of open space and open connecting. I love the idea of just the conversation, right? Like, just open a conversation. Let's just talk and see what comes up. Heck yeah. So what's been on your mind? What have you been up to lately? Oh, my God. I swear, that type of thing, I'm like, what have I been doing? What have I been working on? I feel like I've had so much going on in a good way, like super good problem, quote unquote, to have, to feel like, oh, I've got a lot on my plate, working on a bunch of different projects. Uh, I've shared in the past about how I've been working on my public speaking, which is super cool because I had a recent breakthrough around that where I, and this is like multiple years in the making, where I had a breakthrough around that and I did, a, did an event in New York where I didn't dread the prep I, yeah, so that was one thing. So the prep I didn't dread, the, and then the actual execution of the session, I wasn't nervous. I was totally in flow in, and in connection with the people in the room. And it was awesome. Like, it was just like, cool. So why that matters is not just because that's cool, but now I, I see that breakthrough as a super clear piece of how my confidence has risen. And now I'm like, I'm happy to promote myself and share with other higher level organizations that I'm available for this type of work because now I'm not like, oh my God, it's going to take me so much energy to prepare and it's going to be so stressful and it's going to, I'm going to dread it for two weeks or like that feels like it's finally lifted, which is so badass. So that's definitely just a win that's happened recently for me. What do you think the tipping point was? What's really got you to that point of being comfortable in your own space there? Yeah, good question. I think it's certainly doing it more and more. Uh, so the iterating, so working through the the fears and the surviving, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the fear wants to tell me that it's going to suck or people aren't going to like it or I'm going to do poorly or whatever. And yeah, throughout the process, I've recognized improvement points and I've worked to improve those. So it's that iteration, but it's also really allowing myself to trust that I know my shit, you know, and I, cause I've done the work to know my shit in the sense of, conversational uh, applying of concept to story, applying those concepts from my stories to the people in the room and what's relevant to them. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I've just found and I've tipped in terms of 
being able to be at ease and be in totally open dialogue about that stuff in whatever room it is. So it's really just about being connected and saying, I don't need to, quote unquote, prepare so much that I'm memorized or any of that crap. It's more about being connected to the room. And this work on Trust the Journey has certainly supported that because it's the style of conversation that is similar to what happens in a facilitated session. There's a big difference between reading off a script, having a prepared monologue of what you're going to deliver, you know, a speech per se, and just speaking. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's been it's been cool, but what's a win for you? Maybe let's start start with that. Wow. Well, I've just recently returned back to Florida after 2 months of traveling. I've been um in Norway for the majority of my time away. That was about six and a half weeks. Uh the other week and a half I was in Spain. Uh while I was in Spain, I did two events. I went to the World Ayahuasca Conference, which was a excellent um, decision on my part to start living into my values and start pursuing the things that are meaningful to me in my life and looking at, you know, what my future may hold and what areas are truly things that, that mean a lot to me. And so that was a great opportunity. I saw it and I decided to jump on it and take some action. Um, also, while I was in Spain, I went to Emporia Brava, caught up with a bunch of old friends, went to the Burning Spring Festival, um, performed there. So my first time back performing in quite a while. And um, and then the rest of the time I was in Norway, um, super excited to share this because not more than a year ago, right, right around the same time, actually, right about now, a year ago, I was returning back from my annual Norway trip and I was having some major problems with my back. My discs were really, really problematic, herniated disc and uh, hypermobility in my sciatic and my ability to walk was degrading and I was not being able to take care of myself and I was starting to have some real physical issues. And so I'm really excited and happy to be able to be back in the mountains hiking strong, feeling fit, able to jump, able to fly, and not feeling like I'm putting myself in more risk to continuing to injure those parts. Like I've done the work in the past year to physically support and stabilize those muscles, lose weight, get stronger, be more physically active, do all the things I need to do in order to be able to pursue what my where my passions are, and that's to be in the mountains and and fulfilling those, uh, you know, climbing the mountaintops and seeing the view and sharing it with friends. Climbing the mountaintops literally and figuratively, spiritually, all of that. I think one of the episodes that we recorded a long time ago that didn't actually make air because of our improving of the audio, and maybe, I don't think it did, was climbing the spiritual mountain. I love that. And it's, it's cool that you mentioned the ayahuasca conference because I was laughing today <clears throat> Excuse me. I uh, I've had this cold. <laughs> it's sort of a random share, but I I just thought this was this I experienced this recently quite as an awesome thing, and uh, the experience of purging in an ayahuasca ceremony and really like obviously purging emotionally and pur- purging literally like vomiting. I have never been good at getting rid of stuff in my lungs when I have a cold. 
So this is sort of weird, but like I had this experience where I'm like zero tolerance, zero tolerance of crap in my body, you know, like yeah. really being fierce about what's in there. And now I feel like I have access to being able to get like kind of cough that stuff up and get rid of it. Whereas before I just wouldn't do that. And it's so gross, but it's, it's like actually a positive development in my own like health. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's really good feeling, right? To have that, like the cleansing of the physical body. I, I'm starting to really take note that there's an interesting overlap in my own personal experience, having been through myself, as well as being able to see it in others, is in this um, expulsion of memories of things we've been holding on to of physical experiences that are living within our body that are changing and affecting and they are who we are they're part of our physical makeup and the ability to actually just be like yeah get that out of me Ugh! you know it's and like rinse, like squeeze or rinse it out it's and whether it comes through like hard physical exercise of exertion of sweating it out or whether you're like coughing or spitting or whatever way it's coming out of you it's got to come out yeah. you know it can't live inside you or it becomes who you are you know? yeah. yeah and it's it's cool to feel connected to that <laughs> as a positive like net necessity yes and also something that i want to do you know like uh, not like it's pleasant, right? Like purging anything, whether it's, you know, literally, physically, like we're talking about, or whether it's emotional purging and really expressing. It's kind of what we were talking about last time. But like that stuff, it's so valuable. It's cool to be in a space in my own life where I'm no longer afraid of my own feelings. You know what I mean? Like if I have a feeling, I no longer feel like I judge that. It's just something that is coming up in me. And whether it needs to be expressed or whether, I mean, it almost always needs to be expressed, but my, where I'm going with this is that I feel like I've seen this a lot in clients and certainly in my own life experience where the judgment around having the feelings is some kind of failure or this or that, or like there is some place to achieve where at some point I won't have feelings. You know, I was literally just talking yesterday with a client who was processing and having an experience of loneliness. And I definitely went through harsh years of loneliness as I worked through sort of heartbreak and healing and like, and I'm, you know, pulling up that fear of abandonment and stuff like that, that fear of disconnection that we've talked about many times. And uh, it was cool to, to chat with her yesterday and acknowledge that that's part of the process, that not fe the, the feelings, you know, and the having an experience with loneliness, the goal is not to not have the feeling. You know what I mean? The goal. The goal, the goal is the feeling. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So like, because <laughs> there's this dissonance, I think I see this with a lot of people. And loneliness, I feel like, is something I'm personally called to validate for people at a deep level, you know, so they can feel really safe in themselves and feel totally normal for having a feeling of loneliness whenever they might have it for whatever reason. And then to continue to lean into the healing of what might be at the root of that for them. Interesting. Yeah, it's cool. Super cool. So that's something that's also happening. 
continuing with my clients and that work, which I love, deeply love. And you're very appreciated for it. You have such a a great uh, following. And I I get to be part of that community and see the relevance of the impact that that's having in our community and the world and greater uh, effect. So thank you for your work. Yeah. So um, I want to echo some of the thoughts that you had in there. And uh, a couple days ago, I did a podcast with uh, Shannon Pilcher. I did his Choices podcast. Um, So if you're a fan, I suggest listening. He's an excellent interviewer and he's a very good friend and a longtime teammate and business partner of mine. Uh, His podcast is called Choices. And I just recently interviewed on it. And we were talking about he asked me a question about happiness. And so the, the context of emotional experience is what got me thinking about this. And he asked me something to the question, something like, oh, are you happy? Or, or how do you find happiness? What do you feel about happiness? And, you know, happiness is an emotion, right? It's, it's a, it comes and goes. It's, it's an experience like fear or grief or joy or sadness or loneliness or um, uh, empathy, like all these sympathy, like all these feelings, they, they come up, they well up, we experience them and then they fade away. And yeah. then we're back to some kind of a neutral kind of balance of like a little bits of just little tiny spikes here and there of different emotions that are happening. But they really, ha- when, they, when we're really present to them, when we really realize that we're having an emotional experience is when it comes on real strong, Yeah. right? Like when it spikes and there's a big wave of some experience and that can be happiness that yeah. like we have this massive spike in happiness and I can think immediately I have this one that comes to mind like, and then I start thinking of all these other times where I'm like, wow, I was so happy in that moment, you know? And then I realized, well, was I happy outside of that moment? And I'm like, yeah, I was, I was happy, but I wasn't experiencing a wave of happiness and then the same thing can be said about about fear or about grief or about pain you know and any like positive negative or neutral emotions anger right and so I was just relating that to um a lot of what I've spent my summer doing in climbing mountains is jumping off them right there's two things there's two two parts to this is first of all it's the it's the, the the coming up with an idea. It's the dwelling on this thing. Okay, so like pick a pick a mountain and start looking at it, and start evaluating it. And start going, is that something that I want to climb? Is this like, am I ready to take on this challenge? Is that challenge within my skill set? Am I prepared enough to handle this challenge? Is that something I'm going to be able to accomplish? Now, can I do it safely? Can I make sure that I can execute it? with my current skill set and strength and expertise and equipment and understanding of all the variables to be able to execute that. And then once I make the choice to engage that challenge, and now that's a, like climbing a mountain is the metaphor, right? Yeah. Like it can be any anything, whether it's like whatever it might be about that you're interested in overcoming or challenging yourself to experience. Once the process starts and I start making my way up that mountainside, it's a long road, 
right? Yeah. Like it is a long, tedious, it's, just, it's not a singular experience. It doesn't happen in an instant. It's not like it comes and goes. And so this is like anything in our life. If we're like looking to move or take on a new career or engage a relationship or change the way that we look, think, or feel about things or how we act or type of personality, all these things are these long, epic journeys to ourselves. And this year has been very... Um, pivotal for me in my mountaineering because I got to um, check off a bunch on a list that I've I've looked at for years and looked at and going in previous years I'm like that's outside of my skill set I don't have the strength I don't have the experience I don't have the the know-how I don't have the skills to be able to navigate not only the route up but the route back down you know and this year more prepared more practiced you know, it's my 16th consecutive year visiting Norway to go climb mountains and jump off them. And it's taken that many years to get to a point where I'm like, okay, that mountain right there, I'm ready to go up that mountain and do it alone Ooh. and find my way to the top and not fall or pull a rock over on myself or get hurt yep. and, you know, cause myself some physical damage, but also navigating fear during the journey to the top, managing this wave of emotion that wants to well up yeah. all the time, right? Like there's this constant onslaught of of panic or of overthinking or of doubt, right? And having to just like keep these neutral, manage this, stay focused on what's real, on what's important, stay in the present in the now, yeah. present in this moment and just realize what's necessary here. Keep an eye on what's coming. Keep, you know, keep a, a wide view of all the things that are around, but staying present in the moment. And I want to kind of bring this all to the like the summit experience, you know, of, of accomplishing that moment on top of the mountain. And this year was really special for me because I did a number of solos mm-hmm. to a number of very special peaks. I got to hit the, the highest peaks in the whole region, a bunch of them, all the very tallest ones. And, and sitting up there by myself and looking around and observing the, the entire landscape, the, the, the view in the distance, and just being present in that moment in life. And I'm like, am I happy? And I'm like, I'm present. Yeah. And yep. that present... I always like to say a present is something you give yourself, right? Presence is something you give yourself. The Just being contented in the moment of being able to sit and just observe oneself and one's surroundings and not have need for anything. Yeah. You know, well, just to be there. Yeah, that certainly has a gift to ourselves. And right. I would echo it in, in the realm of connection in terms of what we can give others. And that this goes back to my speaking example at the start of like, that's a, that's a mountain. That was a mountain for me. Oh yeah. You know, like, and I, yeah, I know you know it, but like, it's again, multiple years of effort and, and torture, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like positive torture chosen, you know? And uh, it's cool because that is really what it comes down to. How did I execute so well? It's that I am present with the people in the room and I'm not afraid of what they are going to bring to me. You know what I mean? And that piece of earned capability in connection with others, that is like earned, an earned piece of of skill as well. You know what I mean? Like think about it, because if I think about that even in 
conversation or in connecting in any realm of life, whether it's a new business project, you know, I have some new business stuff building behind the scenes, which I'll share about when it's more clear. But like even being in those kinds of conversations with a new business partner who I don't necessarily know very well, but I'm wanting to build trust and build from the premise of I am on board with Ray Dalio, I'm up for meaningful work and meaningful relationships, period. And what does that look like in conversation? How does that look like for me showing up with this new person who I respect and am, you know, excited to work with? You know what I'm saying? But not let fear come in and go, oh, I hope this person likes me or I hope this person thinks I'm going to be good enough for this work. You know what I mean? Totally. Which so is, the yeah. So anyway, go ahead. The diving into the fear as the emotional experience equal to happiness as the emotional experience. This was this is like the key, the key thing. Like experiencing fear is just as good as experiencing happiness. Like they're almost exactly the same. Like in order for one to have one, you have to have the other. Like you don't just experience happiness without first living into fear. And if it's about stepping up in front of an audience and putting yourself on the chopping block for anybody to make a comment or for you to like collapse into your own fear or turn up all the volumes of everything that could be louder than your own thoughts or whether it's about just living into the confidence of being like you know what i'm good enough right here right now that with what if i put my whole self out what I'm going to get back is going to be a whole self from everybody else or from my environment. And that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. all it needs to be. It's underpinned by also the work, by the way, of, of really and truly detaching from outcome in all areas of life. And I'm, I cannot stress this enough, which is, by the way, championed and built on the foundation of self-love. You know, that shirt that you bought me that says self-love and I love wearing it to the gym and every time I wear it, people comment and I'm like, yeah, and I feel good and connected and supported <laughs> and in that message, fuck yeah. But seriously, we again, we talk about spiritual mountains and skills to earn and long roads that are worth it. That is one, no doubt, yeah. because that is really what allows me to be able to fail, to be able to be out there, to be able to create and be like, some people might think this is stupid. People might think I look, you know, whatever. Oh, look at me, 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 me. But I'm connected to maybe an artistic project, for example. You know, like that photo project I did with Jonathan's parachute. That was very meaningful to me. But I know some people saw that and were like, what? Oh, everything's so deep, you know? But like, for me, it was important. And it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like that stuff and being willing to be out there in the ways we're called is a courageous act. And for me, the only way I can do it is because I can weather people disliking me and disliking what I put out there, which I actually just posted on Facebook, this quote, and it went nuts. People are going crazy for it. Like, don't be afraid to be disliked. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the same thing with the, the literal mountain, you know? Like, when you choose to go for it, like, some of my most favorite people, when we look at each other and go, do you want to go up there? And, you know, and we're going to go do this together? And they're like, yeah, let's do this. Do you think we're going to make it? We're like, Meh. I hope so. I hope we're going to make it. But either so. way, it's going to be great exercise. Totally. And it's it's totally – and one of my best um, adventures this summer, when we walked about four-fifths of the way up a mountain, stopped and looked at each other and went, I think we should go back down. 
I think this is the point where we turn around and we give up on what we were setting out for and we let go of the attachment to that outcome and say our real value in this experience is spending it together and getting back down safely and not necessarily checking the box on the top of the list for having won this battle or accomplished this mission. It's more about just having gone for it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I can't echo that enough. Um, To go another direction of something that's going on in my world is the new place. So I had shared in a previous episode about my smaller uh, old place and how we made it work and and that was all legit at that time then we got inspired there's some things that happened with our old landlord and our old like living situation such that it inspired us to say okay let's let's really look for a bigger place and see if we can find something and we did and so we are in our new place and it's huge i feel like i live in a mansion and i love having more space why I bring this up is that it's pretty obvious to me now how the physical space around me and the the space to create and the space to live and the space to feel more expansive is totally serving my work. Like it's interesting to, to feel like I feel like this flood of sort of abundant energy, not like it's just coming to me out of nowhere, but like I feel very connected to abundance right now and like let low low fear in terms of the work environment and that's like interestingly feeling interestingly magnetic in terms of what i'm doing and who i'm connecting with because i'm so detached from the outcome like i i feel like it just it wouldn't be feeling this way if i didn't have a sense of safety and security that i have cultivated for myself that is in place, that is feels good and supportive, such that I can go and do shit and see what happens. It's like such a cool thing. And it's not that I haven't experienced that before, but I, I'm more mindful of how the pieces fit together and how critical certain pieces are for me. You know, so that's why, like, I don't know, not everybody needs uh, you know, apartment in New Jersey. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Jay is a no to that. You know, yeah. some people really like this idea of the tiny house or or a mobile, you know, camping, uh, live-in, driving situation. I have a, a number of friends who live like that. And so anyway, I'm just reflecting on that, given that is a significant change in my literal functional operational life and business and it's cool it's just cool i'm digging it it's good energy for me awesome yeah i'll jump into another little kind of life update of what i'm doing with my time and where i'm at um just because we're catching up here um back in florida this year i've really dove headlong into management with um, the company that i founded with my partners years ago flight one llc and um It's been a really interesting journey since we've done a lot of restructuring in the last uh, six, eight months and having a vital role in that restructure and management of the organization has really stepped me into a position of leadership that I've wanted to be in for quite some time and been practicing, studying, learning how to how to be involved in this 
how to lead in ways that I would want to be led. Yeah. Um, so it's been an excellent practice and by no means am I nailing it, but I'm really stoked about the opportunity to give it everything I've got and to create teams and work together. And it's really been going really well. And I'm really happy to see the results that are coming from all this investment in energy and time. And um, it, it, it's starting to show itself, not just within the company, but outside the company and those meaningful work with meaningful people, meaningful relationships. That's the, that same element is really echoing for me. And yeah, it's great. I've actually was for the first time in a long time. I'm like, I think I'm ready to be done climbing mountains so I can go back to work, <laughs> you know, which is a super strange thing to say. Okay. Like, I need to go back to work because I want to get back to work, Yeah, you know, but I feel great to be able to echo that sentiment because if you're doing work that is important to you, that you care about, that has value, that impacts your community, the people that are around you, then you want to be doing it, you know, working into our passions. So this to podcast, I'm like I got to get back and do more podcasts. Got to go do more. Trust the journey. <laughs> got to get back and work on flight one. And oh, um, I always yeah, say stoked. I want to because it's true. You know, like I, I'm yeah. big on the language piece of that. Like I want to, I want to, and uh, it's cool. Like the joke about the overnight ten years to the overnight success. That is so. Re- like that. That is how people get through those 10 years, in my experience. Because I mean, I'm basically just past my 10 year mark. Again, yeah. boom, I'm ready to be full on sharing stages with Elizabeth Gilbert. Coming to see you, Liz, it's happening. Just, just you know, be ready. Uh, yeah, it. but like that, that connection to meaningful work and the, you know, that stuff, that is definitely what got me through 10 years of building my own business, like really caring and feeling connection to what I was doing and the value I was bringing to either the world through the content that I create, my writing or the videos or the Facebook posting and inciting comments that are of thoughtful, you know, thoughtful discussion, or whether it's in the one-on-one client work. And now it the last few years, pressing myself out of my comfort zone to be seen in a bigger, bigger way. It's like Again, that stuff is riddled with fear and and challenge, but chosen challenge. That's been a theme lately in my life, too, is discussing with friends and kind of growth-minded people in my life this idea of both chosen challenge and challenges we wouldn't choose, but the opportunity in both and how awesome that is. Yeah. Yeah. I think choosing into our fears is a really key, uh, is the key to growth. Yeah. It's looking at what scares us and then stopping for a second and going, okay, fear is what I feel when I think about that, whatever that is. But now let me step outside of what I'm feeling and analyze the fact that I'm feeling fear and then start asking the question, why? Is the fear warranted? Yeah. What's the root of the fear? Maybe the fear is based in programming, uh, what we've been taught, what we what we were educated to believe about a topic like public speaking is scary, you know, or climbing mountains is dangerous, or sharks will eat you, you know, <laughs> whatever the concept is, you know, falling out of a plane means you're going to die, right? Right? Like it doesn't matter what the concept is. 
it could be that sharing your emotions it puts you makes you vulnerable and vulnerable makes you weak it means you're weak or that you're at risk you're exposed you're, you're showing your soft underbelly and now something bad can happen to you like yep. there's it doesn't matter what the framework that we put it in but recognizing when fear was that thunder that was thunder sorry awesome. <laughs> yeah. i hope you guys heard that that was badass anyway sorry go ahead jay if i heard it then they're gonna hear it <laughs> that's so, true yeah. um audio whatever genius. that fear may be <laughs> not audio genius <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the key right yeah 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 for sure and it's funny that you're bringing up like this the vulnerability piece and and the framework around this stuff because if I if I really catch you up, so my thinking of like, oh, I'm catching you up on some, you know, we're talking with the fam and we're talking and catching up. I'm, I'm sharing like bigger things that are happening. But the truth is, I mean, not but, and in conjunction with that is my continuous process and continuous engagement with material that elevates my own thinking thought leaders that I respect and admire that are doing good work in the world that I'm looking for and sourcing inspiration around, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so that brings me to something we've discussed and that is this idea of modeling our show and our podcast and our business model after some of what Tim... Awesome. <laughs> that is amazing. See, this is big stuff, guys. We got thunder. But so stay with me. So modeling our show and our business model after what Tim Ferriss is doing in that I totally love Tim Ferriss. I love his show. I super invite you all to, to listen to his podcast. That's really, much better than just inviting. It's super inviting. Oh, super inviting. Brene Brown, super invite. Hashtag lots of super invites going on over here. But Tim, he had this idea. Oh my God, this amazing storm. Tim had this awesome idea where he's like, okay, it takes a lot of energy and effort for me to do advertisements and to have sponsors and stuff like that. And so he said, I'm going to try a model where I have my followers or my audience, my people pay 10 bucks a month or something to have some special access to me. And so we do a similar thing with Trust the Journey family, which is totally working for us, which I love. But why I bring this up around Tim is that I joined that group because I wanted to support him, see what I might get. And what happened was he didn't, it didn't actually work for him because his audience came back and said, yo, man, like we, oh, Mathilde's so upset. Mathilde. Oh, baby, it's What's okay. What's up, Mathilde? Sorry, I, there's a Get lot her. going on over here today. This is Get real her. life. Go get her. Oh my God. I'll take over for a second. But yeah, let me let Matil out of the room. Hold on one second. <laughs> so while Melanie goes to tend to her cat, we'll continue with our regular scheduled program in just a moment. Thanks, guys. Real life happening. Oh, poor girl. My sweet girl. So anyway, so Tim did this group. I joined it. It was with the intent to remove the workload from advertisers. But his audience came back and said, hey, man, like we want your recommendations. We want that information like that helps us 
be supported in our own lives because you only choose to promote and share things that you also use that elevates and benefits your life. And so Jay and I have had this conversation about starting to do that and opening up that dialogue with you, the fam, and also really thinking in ourselves, what do we use? What would we want to promote? What would we, who would we want to align with in terms of sponsorship or advertisers? So we're throwing that out there to you guys and people who might have an idea on this front or potential relationship for us, email us, trustthejourney.today at gmail.com. So that's something that's happening for us as well. I think it's super funny that you started that off with a mention of our business model and i was laughing as, as you said that i'm like there's no business model <laughs> this is not a business this is, yeah this good is a point voluntary charitable work yeah, right there's yeah. no money to be made here it's anything that we're doing is going directly back into the episodes yeah, and the show yeah. and the equipment and everything so i really only say that because if there's a financial component is all but yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you completely this is most definitely not a money maker yeah. <laughs> not a money maker yeah cool pause yeah I went surfing this morning. Nice. Got myself a new surfboard this week. I've been um, I've been thinking about it for quite some time. I I started um, sup stand up paddling a few years back, maybe like four or five years ago, and I made the decision to buy myself a, a couple of sups, um, a couple of different sizes, entry level stuff, you know, to get familiar. And first, I had a epoxy board, and I got an inflatable board, and both of them are pretty basic models. And over the last couple of years, I've started feeling like I've been ready to getting closer and closer to ready, like to downsize, yeah. like to move to something a little more aggressive, a little more uh, responsive, smaller, you know, something that's just a little more advanced. And so this week I, I did it. I was like, all right, I found a used board on Craigslist and I went out and I made a purchase and everybody can relate to this, right? It's like that time where you're like, you're choosing into like going a little more advanced into something that you've been doing recreationally and, you know, take it on to take it to another level. And I'm super stoked for having done it because um, I'm challenged again. I'm finding myself really like, oh, okay, this is a lot harder than it was where I was at before, which is where it was when I started. You know, and it's not more dangerous. It's still exact same level of risk. I fall off, I get wet, you know, so it's it's pretty comfortable level of risk. But the challenge is much higher and the physical exertion is much higher than how, how much I work I have to do or how much more still I have to be is really, really uh, relevant. So um, I make a point now I'm, I'm really prioritizing my time that when there's an opportunity to go get some waves, to go paddle, to take advantage of summertime. And to be physically active out there, especially being in the ocean, just feels so good. And living in that, like the moment of presence in that environment, in that natural setting. And two hours of paddling in the ocean in the waves, and I am smoked. Yeah. I'm just done. Like I start falling over just because I can't keep my balance anymore. I'm just standing all of a sudden, I'm like, sploosh. You know, I'm in the water again. And I'm like, oh, I just fell over because I'm tired. <laughs> so... I've been doing a bunch of that lately, and that feels really good to be not only challenging myself um, physically with going out to paddle, which is great exercise, but challenging myself emotionally mm -hmm. with taking on a more challenging piece of equipment 
and realizing that I'm going to be the student again. Yeah. And now I'm not going to look like I know what I'm doing when I'm falling off the board next to somebody who go, what is that guy doing? Does he know what he's doing? Like, he keeps falling over, you know? I'm 46 years old. I'm falling over all the time, you know? So just relating, living into that, like, personal growth and personal challenge. And the success, the, the feeling of contentedness that comes from, like, being tired from having tried really hard from having succeeded and from having failed and having all the journey of emotions that goes along with that simple thing of like getting a new surfboard or getting a new bicycle or whatever it might be you know i love that i love that so much the just experiencing life just having experiences you know and the benefit in both it going well and it going quote unquote poorly it's like there's just so much value in all of it like i love it's yeah that's a huge piece of like if we're talking about the shedding of fear it's like ah it feels so good to feel free to do stuff you know, it yeah. it's as simple as that for me of like, I'm just so grateful and glad to have had enough experiences through my life that I feel at this point where I really feel free to do, to do the things that I'm called to do. Whoa, the power just went out in my house. <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Now I'm starting to wonder if that last lightning bolt was strong enough to knock out Melanie's feed. I got freeze frame action going on over here where there's nothing moving. (laughs) Ding dong. She's back. That was crazy. The power is off. I love that Jay probably entertained you for those 30 seconds. Yeah, that's what wow. I was doing. Wow. <laughs> this is intense. There's you a got a good storm lo- going, eh? Oh, there's a part of me that loves storms, though. So yeah. good. Yeah, we it's summertime here in Florida, and they roll through constantly one after another. Yesterday, I sat on the porch with an old friend who came over to visit for a while. And we intentionally went outside to sit on the porch because there was a storm rolling in. And I've got this covered patio that gets real loud when it rains, you know. It's got this, like, PVC roof on it. So we just sit out there, and it's so loud. We have to yell to talk to each other, but it's just so nice to be there. And the downpour and thunder (laughs) and lightning cracking everywhere. great. (laughs) The metaphors of storms just make me happy, you know. Like, I just, just being in them, being around them. I walked back. Another thing that happened for me over the last, you know, handful of months is I joined the Y in my town. I had a membership formerly at Equinox. It was super fancy, and I loved that, and I did that for a year. Uh, but now I was just didn't need it. You know, I was like, I don't need that. And I joined the Y, and I it's awesome. I get to reward myself in the afternoon with going and getting a workout in and it's cool to feel that also, you know, that going to the gym feels like a reward versus yeah. a chore. Oh, I, yeah. I love the feeling of being feeling strong. So that's something that's going on too, is the next women's vertical world record is starting to build, 
So we're working on Project 19, which is to celebrate the 100-year anniversary of the 19th Amendment getting ratified, which granted women the right to vote. <laughs> Power's back on. Uh, and so that's been super inspiring to me. I've been actually leading free fly camps and stuff like that, which is not something I intended to do this year. But I'm doing that because I'm inspired by this idea of elevating the conversation on gender equality and equality at large and being a, a champion for those bigger concepts. Uh, so that's happening. And part of my going to the gym is relative to getting strong enough to be able to fly on a 100-way head-down record. That takes physical, physical conditioning. So I'm, I'm working to get ready for that. It's awesome to be living into that on a daily basis and not just having it be a blip that's coming up on the calendar, but having it be an effect on who you are as a person and the way that you treat your life on a daily, as a daily ritual. Yeah. Yeah. It's great to have something to motivate bigger, bigger anything. You know, like I personally just love the big project. I really like the big project. I like being challenged. Yeah, I know Jay's <laughs> waving at me. Like, like hi, I've got my hand in the air. Like, I like big projects. <laughs> I just like the big project so much more than the short candy project of sort of in more instant gratification. Now, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of things that I like that are instant gratification examples. But when I really reflect on what I like, and what makes me feel fulfilled and excited about my life and why I have all this sort of electricity and energy in my being right now is because of these bigger projects that I'm doing that I'm excited to be a part of. And I know, even though I don't know where it's going, regardless, just being involved in projects like that make me feel like, it just makes me feel good about what I'm doing and excited for whatever I'm gonna learn and experience. It's very cool. I love the building of things over time, you know, and having relationships um co codependent, no, not codependent, co co-involved collaborative. collaborative, thank you. Yeah, collaborative sure. projects that um people choose into on their own, you know, you're like, Hey, I want to be involved in this, you know? And so this summer I performed in Norway at the Heli Boogie and it was my fifth year doing that consecutively. And I can remember the first time five years ago when I'm like, Hey, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to put a little effort in here and see what we can do. And what's grown over those five years and how the energy has built and how there's this community that's wrapped around this event. And that night has become this wonderful gathering of beautiful souls who all are there for the same reason. And it's everybody's energy who does it, right? It's all the people who are involved to bring it together. And I just wanted to bring it up because I look forward to it every year. And um, Britt and Stein and Kim from SBK, from the Stavanger Base Club over there, sbkbase.com. Those guys are just great. And they provide a really awesome facility. And, and they, a lot, their openness to collaboration, to working together, to make something better for everybody has been so f much fun. And we're really nailing it. Like the last few years, it's just gotten better and better and better. And it's just something that everybody just looks forward to now. And it's like, yeah, we all work 
everybody puts in a bunch of hard effort to make it all happen for the jumping and for the organization and for the management and for the event and for the music and the videos and all the stuff that goes on. Yeah. But that's the whole big project thing, right? Like it doesn't happen in one year. It happened this year was their 20th year anniversary wow. or 25th, yeah, 25th year since they started, but um, 20 years since they started the boogie. And this me being involved has just been the last five. Yeah. And I can see how much it's changed and how much more professional it's become and how much fun it yeah. is when you all look forward to working together to doing something really cool. And I, I'm excited to see what you guys are girls, women are going to do with your project 19, because I think it is bad ass. Thank you. Yeah, it, it is badass. Oh. Well, if you just look at the list of amazing women that are involved in the organization of that, I'm like, whoa, that's the biggest all time list of women in the sport ever. It's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm honored to be a part of it. I'm grateful to have the support of that project that we're getting. It's unprecedented, the level of support. And so that's just like wonderful to be able to, again, connect with good people doing good in the world. And when a collaborative win-win becomes obvious or apparent or, or just available, being able to step into and say yes to and trust our intuition and our gut and our decision-making in terms of the choices that we make I just wrote my column about my, so I write a column for Blue Skies Magazine. That's what my book so is, and I continue to write for the magazine. So anyway, what I wrote about was the original, my original intent this year, last year, was to only do skydiving coaching in terms of like belly flying and basic skills with sort of newbies because I love doing that. And I really just wanted to take it slow. I didn't want to work a lot in the sport because I care deeply now about protecting my energy and love for skydiving, given I experienced such intense burnout, sort of breakdown around my involvement in skydiving. Now I'm like, I'm not going to mess with that because it's a love that I care about. So anyway, doing that coaching. And then Project 19 comes up, and it really is a values aligned choice that has me feeling like I get this really amazing opportunity to step up into, like I said earlier, this opportunity to elevate a conversation on the world stage. Like that is super inspiring to me. And I am stoked to change my commitment around my involvement in the sport because of that. You know what I mean? But if it were just sort of another record without the elevated mission and message, I likely would not be involved because I would I would be championing the, the team. I'd be happy and to be a support, but I wouldn't be motivated, I don't think, to go to the gym, to get strong, to lead free fly camps, to change my involvement in the sport. For me, I really did need an elevated commit, like an elevated opportunity in terms of impacting the world in a positive way and other people and myself as well. I can hear that so, so loudly echoing in my own experience in different elements of my life of not just wanting to go and repeat the same drill over and over again for personal satisfaction, for you know momentary passing enjoyment and not really having any long-term value generated from the experience. You know, you, you touched on it 
um, I think on our last episode about uh, one love party and the reason that for me wanting to wanting to host an event uh, a gathering of people isn't just like hey let's just get together and let's let's get you know high or drunk and and dance around and have a good time and then close the book and walk away no it's about doing something that's going to impact each other's lives and the lives of people around us for a long time to come and to change the way that we look and think and feel about ourselves and each other right and the world around us Ugh, i am hugely grateful to you for that effort that you made for that because that clearly impacted me and was part of what got us here which is just again something i'm so grateful to be so grateful again i i, I don't need to go down a let me, let me long yeah, diatribe let me, uh, but segue I to you. another piece <laughs> i, I love, love you my too, friend <laughs> it's true it's, it's true. true let me segue <laughs> the the um the whole thing about working together with other people right about creating teams about leaning on each other's strengths and going to other people for their strengths and then allowing other people to come to us for our strengths so we're talking about opening up the show where we've been toying around with the idea of bringing on guests we've been doing this for almost a year now i think we're up to episode 30 with yeah. this this will be our th release of episode 30 yeah. and um we have a whole bunch that we haven't released because we weren't so stoked about the quality of them but regardless we're at the point where we're trying to make a decision of what's the real value do we just keep talking to each other about our own experiences and relating to our audience and sharing our insights and what we're learning and where our challenges are or do we start bringing in others in order to capitalize on expanding that story expanding that narrative to include other people's challenges other people's um successes where their struggles have been what does what do their journeys look like so i think we've pretty much come to an agreement that we're going to start doing it and we're looking at how we're going to start to engage that we've got a few options but it's an exciting topic so love to hear more from our audience about what they might think about that idea um, you can comment on instagram or on facebook or on our patreon page or send us an email there's a contact us on the website trustthejourney.today um, any of those are open to leaving some feedback about including guests on our show. Yeah, I definitely am curious to hear who people might be interested to hear from in addition to us, knowing the mis mission of Trust the Journey. Um, I love it. It's a version of a expanding connectedness. It's so values and mission aligned for us, you know, cr cultivating conscious connections and being of service and and doing that through humility and trust and comedy and all this stuff it's it's awesome i'm excited and part of that like just to share the legit way this is going down is that we've been touching this in our strategy sessions so jay and i do strategy sessions outside of these recorded sessions to talk about well, what are we doing what do we want to do how's it working what's goals that we have for the show and the just you know team and all this stuff and so we came to this decision and now it's like, okay, cool. How does the f excellent audio get recorded if we have a guest? Because our one of our goals at the start of this year was to do high professionalism. 
like not mess with the audio. The audio is going to be awesome regardless. And so we've been really good about sticking to that. I'm proud of us, you know. And so that's going into, okay, cool, we're going to have guests, but okay, we need to buy a full audio kit and like have it and figure out how to logistically, operationally have people on. So that's cool. It's just like that stuff is happening behind the scenes. It's not just easy and instant. There's actual work that goes into figuring this out such that it still fits with what we do here. I'm excited. You know, when you started talking about Project 19, I'm like, wow, we should definitely have some of your fellow teammates on to talk about the development of that project through to its completion. I'd really love to hear that story because I feel like that's a great example, both inside and outside of our community. Totally. So I think if our listeners have any examples or, or um, people that they think they'd like to hear on the show, very open to hearing suggestions. And if it works out that that's something that we can create, then we, we will try to make that happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. As per usual, we could continue ad infinitum, talking, talking, talking. Uh, but guys, thanks for being with us today and just being a part of the actual process and being cool with us having a jam session like this and hoping value comes out of it. I really like these tile of episodes and and I feel like this is a version of just life and how this is going. And I connect this, I mentioned the Trust the Journey family earlier, but I, again, I. I can't not highlight how that connectedness in the Trust the Journey family is growing. So if you are inspired to join us for that level of connectedness, you can absolutely do that. You just donate on Patreon, a dollar, whatever, whatever you're inspired to donate, and that will get you into that elevated conversation in that style. I'm really proud of the work that is happening by our Trust the Journey family behind the scenes in that group. The vulnerability, the risk-taking, the self-confidence, just putting it out there, and the support that everybody's giving to each other is really making me so proud of our community, of each other, and it's encouraging me to be more confident and take more risks in my own shares and to just be more willing to live into my own fears in that environment and so i definitely welcome anybody who would like to join that you can find the link to patreon on our website trustthejourney.today at the bottom there's a big orange button that says donate on patreon and um if you want to connect with us anywhere else instagram or facebook you know where to find us it's a big wonderful world out there <laughs> Yeah, guys, I echo it all. As always, the support in the Trusted Journey family is pretty crazy epic. It, it really does provide a, a blanket of feeling of safety and security, which sounds weird, but truly, it's, it's a thing. So, And part of that is the mission. We love you. We legitimately love you. <laughs> so that is a good final note. And remember, keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey.